<laughs> yeah. Here we go. Had to do it for the fans, man. Hey, you know that. Think they ready, Nug? Not for what we got coming. Started a podcast, riddle me that. Nugging his boy Jersey, and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect, hey yo, we in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back in the chat. Back in the chat, baby. I'm Ramir Roberts, aka Jers. James Woodard, aka Nug. And we back in the chat. Back in the chat, bro. All right, we got a special show today, very elegant show. Definitely. Yo, tell them, tell them who we got in the studio today, man. Well, we have the CEO and founder of Shoe Crazy Wine, you know, very local, you know, right out of Chesterfield, you know, very homegrown. Um, we have Miss Gwen Hurt in the building. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Jersey Nug, I love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, man, wine is great. Yes. You know, yes, I'm, you had, I'm had really- a little be, taste. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, you know, I've definitely over, you know, the last few years, definitely become a huge fan of wine, especially, you know, from my wife. My wife loves wine. So, you know, I'm trying to get on that tip and, you know, because I've done enough for the, you know, the alcohol, that type of thing in mm-hmm. college. And I mean, we, we've we've done that. So now I'm trying to, Maybe you know, trying to upgrade <laughs> and, you know, get to the cigars, the wine, that type of thing. But, um, you know, we, we definitely, you know, we definitely want to hear your story. So, um we would just ask, you know, who is, you know, who is Gwen Hurt? Well, I am a entrepreneur, mm-hmm. not by choice, but by accident, if okay. you will. Um, shoe Crazy Wine, um, I like to say uh, a downsizing and a car accident created a wine company. Wow. And that would be wow. our wine company. So um, I've always uh, worked in corporate, so I have a business background, which helps when you uh, launch a company. Right. But... Interestingly enough, uh, Shoe Crazy um, came about because I made a choice to either stay in my room after this car accident. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been downsized. It's a terrible feeling, you know, to get that phone call uh, from HR and they go, you know, from the manager and HR is on the phone. You just go, oh, hell, I know what this (laughs) is. HR is on the line. Thank you. I was actually on my way to Brazil when I got that call. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, so I worked for an IT company out of China. Uh, I was back in Chesterfield for my birthday, celebrating my birthday. And what a nice birthday gift. Right. <laughs> Hello, Man. you don't have a job. Um, <laughs> and then normally in IT, that doesn't matter. You know, you get downsized every two or three years. I call it the bloodletting in the IT industry. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always restructuring, reforming, re-whatever. Um, the kicker was, was being in a car accident a couple of days after that announcement. Wow. And not uh, being able to walk. And when I was uh, brought back to Richmond, um, you know, and was told you can have surgery, uh, one or two surgeries, or you can have um, physical therapy, cortisone shots, there's a whole, you know, battery of things that had to be done, and that would take about a year. And my question was, which one's going to get me back in my heels? (laughs) 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 Even then, I had, there was a little levity in my life, you know, I didn't want to walk around in Birkins. (laughs) That was just me, yeah. you know. Um, so the physical therapy actually was the right way to go because um, there was a 90% chance that I would be able to function at 90% as opposed to having surgeries and back problems the rest of my life. Beautiful. So um, I did. I chose that. Uh, but in doing so, 
you don't have an income. You have no way of going out and, you know, interviewing for jobs or anything like we would normally do in the IT industry. And so after a few weeks of sitting in my room with the shades drawn, I, you know, got my walker and got up and uh, walked out into my great room and said to my daughter, we're going into the wine business. And she said, how many drugs did they give you at the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, not enough to keep me in this room. Right. You know, and not doing something. Right. Um, And, you know, she said, you know, these housewives of everywhere, you know, the housewives of this state, that state, they are all starting businesses. She goes, you're smarter than they are, if not as smart, (laughs) you know, than they are. So we can do this. And so the two of us set out on, you know, uh, understanding how to get into the business. Wow. And so that was the the highlight of that decision. Mm. Um, In doing so, I didn't know the industry. I knew I liked to drink wine. Right. I'm like you guys, right? You you introduce yourself to wine and you start to say, mm, this isn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's better than those, you know, we'll be scared. Rum and Coke in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Lots of uh, rum and Coke. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Lots of rum and Coke. <laughs> yeah, graduating into being an adult. Definitely. Okay. So, um, you know, that was the good side. Uh, the bad side was that the person that I went into business with took advantage of me because mm. I didn't know the business. Right. And as I started to heal physically, I started to realize that I'm paying a lot of money and there's really nothing coming in. Mm. We were selling online at the time, um, direct to consumer, and the shop dropped shopping carts uh, because the shipping charge was so expensive. The bottle of wine is 24, shipping is 25. Mm. So wow. while my wines were good, they weren't $55 bottles of wine. Right. And I, you know, I have to be honest. Um, and so I had to make a decision at that point Correct. to keep losing money. Or as an entrepreneur, and I say this to anybody that wants to be in business, if something's not working, but you still want to be in that business, figure out another way to make it work. Don't keep doing the same thing. You're going to get the same result. Absolutely. Right? Running it, you know, yeah. running into a wall and yeah, you're, you're still not going to get through. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so I said, okay, I'm going to sell into retail, supermarkets, restaurants, bars, whatever. Mm. And in doing so, you have to have a distributor. Mm. Well, I was a new brand with a, you know, you see a shoe on it, right, with a lady sitting in a shoe holding a wine glass. Yeah. Uh, most of the distributors thought it was either too trendy or they had something similar that they were already representing. So I sent out thousands of dollars worth of wine samples and was wow. turned down everywhere. Hmm. And so then, you you know, you sit back and go, okay, now how do I make this work? So I said, I'll become a distributor. <laughs> I'll become yeah. a distributor. How do I become a distributor? So I, did, I went about doing that in Virginia, and I, you know, loaded my wine up into my trolley and started knocking on doors. Wow. And that was how, um, you know, the path that um, I took to get to, you know, getting a Walmart deal, getting to Kroger, getting to Total Wine and more. Right. And I didn't do this alone. I tell people, if anyone says that they built their business alone, is a liar. Yes, they are. <laughs> you need yes, help. Yes, they are. Yeah. You need people that are going to stand behind you and say, you know what, I know somebody. Yeah. You know, I can ask this person. Um, my journey has been a journey of women helping women. So Beautiful. I broke that you know, that negative that, connotation that, that they always say women undercut each other. Right. I have not had one woman say to me, you know, I hope you fail or wow. try to do something to make me fail. They've always said, how can I help you? That's awesome. You got to support each other. Yeah, you do. Definitely. You it's, do. I mean, it's, it's needed. You know, it it's needed, the, you know, the, the camaraderie and, you know, the teamwork. And like you said, you know, just, just making a conscious effort to, you know, try and, you know, negate the, the, the stereotypes and the yeah. things that they say about, you know, women in business. Right. So I think that's that's really, really dope. It's really, it's really dope. Very good. And then we had the guys, mm-hmm. you know, the guys that said, you know, you need a little money, you know, you need help, you know, paying your electric bill. My lights were out. 
Wow. And then you have the guys that came in and said, you know, what can we do to help? Wow. You know, um, I'm buying this wine. I don't drink wine, but I'm going to buy it and I'll give it as a gift. Awesome. So, you know, you, you, I had, I broke the, the mold on all of those right. things. And a lot of it was people of color. Awesome. You know, women um, and people of color. That negative thing that right. we always hear. Right. I can't say that Shoe Crazy experienced that. We only experienced, like, you guys bringing me here today to tell people about this company. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Absolutely. And that's what we've had, and I've been blessed by that. Um, and my daughter, you know, standing on the floor with me, Beautiful. you know, doing wine tastings and stuff. Yeah, you always need that support system. You do. Yeah, so absolutely. Do. So, um, the name. The name. <laughs> you know, I, when she said, you know, when I was, you know, told about that recovery time, yeah, like, I'm going to be able to wear my heels. So. Yeah. so, shoes have always been very important to me. Uh-huh. As most of us um, grew up in this country, <clears throat> there's a, a great portion of us that grew up with very little. You know, and I was one of those, uh, you know, my mother left an abusive uh, marriage, took four kids and a can of pork and beans and headed north and she couldn't read or write. Wow. And so that has been the inspiration for what I do. You know, this woman who couldn't read the sign on the Amtrak train to get to New York had to ask somebody because she didn't know. Oh Saved God. her penny and literally she spoon fed us out of one can of pork and beans on an Amtrak train wow. and headed north to New York out of a situation <coughs> that she was in. And so in doing so, you had very little. So we got our shoes from the Salvation Army or, you know, the Catholic Church or whatever, and they were always used. And so uh, this is when shoes became important to me because the soles would wear out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so I would, and my brothers and I, not just me and my sister, we would cut cardboard out in the shape of a shoe. So we had the first brown and bottoms. So, right. <laughs> Red bottoms are today. We had brown bottoms, <laughs> you know, and you replace that cardboard. Yeah. And I used to pray when I was a kid. I would just pray. I would pray for shoes and food. You know, I, would, I wouldn't pray for world peace. I don't care. <laughs> world <laughs> peace. Right. I need a pair of freaking shoes yeah. and something to eat. Right. And I remember in um, New York City, we lived in um, an um, health kitchen. And I sat in front of the window and I, you know, got on my knees and I said, God, one day. I'm going to be able to eat as much as I want until my stomach's full and buy as many pairs of shoes as I want. So shoes have always been very important to me on that road to where we're going. Right. So that's kind of the gist of the shoe. Now, (laughs) in 2006, I made some wine from a winemaking kit that I got for Christmas. (laughs) And, you know, you make this Chianti. I was like, ooh, I made all this (laughs) in the kitchen and um, had to name it. And so my daughter goes, oh, name it something you love, you know. I was yeah. like, this is Shoe Crazy Vintners. You know, I'm crazy about shoes. That's yeah. where the name came from. Awesome. And it all goes back to your journey as a child. Right. You know, and what was important. And shoes have always been very important. Right. Now, I give away a lot, too. <laughs> I want you to think that I just. Right, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but that's, you know, that's part of it to, yeah. you know, to, to be able to get a lot, you have to get. Yeah. So, you know, definitely that's, that's absolutely important. Um. I just wanted to know, you know, you, you mentioned the accident, but you also mentioned the time between, you know, your company downsizing them informing you about that decision. Yeah. Um, what what was your game plan before the accident? Did you always know were you going to go back into IT before the accident happened? Or actually, yes, there's a there's a two pronged answer for that. Yes, because in IT, like I said, every couple of years we used to call it, a, you know, I won't name the company. We used to call it dialing for dollar. It was a restructuring. Oh, God, we got hit again. Right. You know. So you'd start calling up senior executives and saying, do you have a role here or whatever? You know, you have usually they give you like 60 days to find something. And, new, and typically you could. 
Mm. So that's what I was planning to do. I figured, all right, I'm dollar for dollars again. You know, I'll see, you know, um, where I could find something. The part that hurt in that downsizing, I'll be, you know, brutally honest, I always am, is that I built the organization that they replaced me as leader of. Mm. So I wasn't just working a job. I was leading a team globally. Wow. And then to have someone say to you, we need someone with better skill. My skills built it, but you need someone else now with the Ivy League degree or whatever to run it. Mm. And that was very painful, but it didn't stop me. I just thought, okay, let's see what we can find. And then, you know, the car accident happened. Um, this gentleman hit, hit our car at a red light, so there was nowhere to go. He was doing 55. Oh, my God. Evan was driving, and he said he saw him coming, but where were we going to go? You had a red light. Right. You know. And so he slammed into the back of us, um, and my daughter went from the back seat to the front seat. Wow. And I was told that if we weren't driving in the car that we were driving in, the, the um, airbags did not deploy because we were stationary. Had they deployed, God knows, I probably wouldn't be talking to you here. Oh, my God. Um, there was a five-car pileup. So three cars were totaled, mine and two cars in front of me. Jeez. And then the other two cars were here. And the young man that got out of that car, the only thing he could say was, I'm sorry, uh, can I use your charger to charge my phone? Oh, my. Yes. What? Yes. Wow. I'm laying twisted in this car. You know, wow. With them trying to get me and my daughter out of this car. Wow. And that's all he could say. And so we asked the police officer, can you, he has to be on something. Right. And they said, we don't have probable cause. Huh. What do you mean you have probable cause? You have snatched, you know, right. black men out of the car for less than this. For nothing. For nothing. Yeah. And this guy, you know, caused a five-car pileup at the red light. Wow. Nothing. They did nothing. Nothing. But here's what I say to that young man today. I say thank you. Because shoe crazy, why wouldn't be here Absolutely. Right. and hit my car? Right. And so I try to take that and those hills and valleys, it. you know, mm -hmm. you lessons come in many forms. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, and it may be a painful one. Sometimes, yeah. Yes, sometimes it, in the it's painful. Absolutely. You know, sometimes in the face of tragedy, yeah. you find you know you find those gems. You you find yourself in a sense. Yes, you do. You know what I mean? You because do. yes, you had a very successful career in IT mm -hmm. or what have you. You know, you helped build a company, but you know. That the the tactics and everything that you use to help build that company, you 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 know you trans you know right. you transfer those same exactly. tactics, and you've built this. Yeah. So you know, it never stops. And it teaches you different. It teaches you who you really are. Absolutely. When something like this happens, and that's why I try to tell a lot of young people, um, it doesn't matter where you came from, whether you had a gold spoon or in my case, you know, a piece of aluminum foil. It doesn't matter. It's what you choose to do with the life you were handed. Right. And you can choose to stay and continue to, you know, have the aluminum foil, you know, um, or you can choose to move that forward. And I say that because you should build something that's going to help your family down the line. Absolutely. You know, and that's something that in our community we haven't learned to do. Right. We haven't learned to say, <laughs> not just about me, it's about us. Right. You know, right. Um, from, you know, the neighborhood you live in, the family that you have, even the horror shows that everybody has horror shows in their family. Absolutely. I got a label for that, by the way, dysfunctional family coming out. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine is too. Right. Um, but you do. You have to look back and think, okay, so you guys are young, but you have to look towards the future. Okay, I'm going to have grandchildren one day. Right. And they're going to have children. Where do we want them to be? What do we want them to know about us? True. Absolutely. And, you know, you're going to have in every family those ones that I don't like to call them. The, I like to call them the gray sheeps. 
you know, mm -hmm. any kind of veer off, you mm -hmm. know, the track. So we all have those. But for the most part, we need to, you know, really think about those grandchildren down the line. You need to think about your great-grandchildren. Absolutely. And we haven't learned to do that yet, and we need to. No, I always, uh, you know, I always try to speak about uh, legacy, mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like someone doesn't build their legacy necessarily or even start to scratch the surface until grandchildren come into play you because you have your own kids but those are your kids their kids that that's where you start to legacy in that's my mind right. because now you know depending on how your life may have gone you may be passed on by the time you have grandkids right. so whatever they hear from their parents that's the legacy. That's, the legacy. Mm -hmm. That's where it all started. Mm -hmm. So you want it to be something that they can be proud of. Uh, me and my wife were talking a couple of days ago, and she was just asking me. She was, you know, because, you know, you always hear the talk about, you know, white billionaires and mm -hmm. multimillionaires having old money, mm -hmm. you know. And she was like, well, what, what black people out here now have old money? Mm -hmm. She was like, well, you know, you know, we speak. We spoke about you know LeBron James yeah. and all these other people who have millions of dollars. But I'm like, that's not old money yet. It's, new money, it's yeah. still new money. It's not old money until they're, he's able to sustain it. His children are able to sustain it, and then the grandchildren okay. can live off of all this, that's all right. of this sustaining yes. of wealth. Right. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it, it's it's just it it boggled her mind as well as well as mine to to sit back and be like, yeah. there isn't anybody. Yeah. And the really. thing is, you know putting others before yourself you absolutely know, you know when you're growing up as you spoke about your story and not having things mm -hmm. you know when you become fortunate enough to be able to you know provide mm -hmm. or live that lifestyle that you always dreamt of you know you decide to you know do it you know yeah. instead of thinking about the future and right. you know putting this aside for my children mm -hmm. you know so that when they have children they can be able to yeah. you know reap you know reap the rewards of yeah. of, of my success um, but I just wanted to, you know, speak. You told your story, mm -hmm. but, you know, the inspiration is, you know, there's a, a, a young woman out there, a young girl out there who, you know, inspire, is inspired to be successful um, in any, you know, aspect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you spoke about, you know, how, you know, other women, you know, helped your business mm -hmm. and helped you strive. Right. You know, what advice would you give to a young girl that's, you know, just looking to find her way mm -hmm. and, uh you know, the way society sees it, um, you know, is a predominantly male-driven, you know, economic world. Yeah. So, you know, what would you, you know, what type of inspiration would you would you give to a young girl, young woman? Well, you make a good point. Um, a lot of um, businesses um, are controlled by, controlled by men still. And this industry that I'm in, in the wine industry, the alcohol industry, the wine and spirits industry, very much so. There is a you know a small modicum of women that are in it, um, and then <clears throat> when I you know at one point I wanted to exit because it's mm. so it's so tough it's so competitive right and so I would say to any young woman that wants to you know go into business or career it's the same mentality that you have to have you have to decide what are you willing to give up right to be successful in it how far are you willing to go from an entrepreneur's perspective. Unless you're in software, I hear software is a little bit different, so I won't speak software, but just about every other industry. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to lose a lot in order to gain a lot. And if you have a low tolerance for risk, mm -hmm. you should not become an entrepreneur. And I say that not tongue-in-cheek because you may lose everything you have before you start to gain. Correct. I sat in the dark. The sheriff 
was almost at my door to take my house. Wow. You have to really decide at that point, do I get out and right. go work for somebody? Right. Or do I continue to stay in this and figure out how to make it work? Absolutely. And so my advice would be to decide what your passion is. So it has to be something that you love more than having the lights on. You know, that you love more than being able to shop and go buy a steak. I mean, you got to be li- willing to live as, you know, these these um, ones that have made it on mac and cheese and ramen noodles. Right. You know, um, or no noodles. You know, you have to decide, and at what tolerance do you have for it? Right. I put myself on a five-year plan. I was coming from business and being older. I've lived a, lived a bit. So um, I don't know if I would have made these same decisions in my 20s. Right. But this is the decision I tell them they have to make. Okay. Put yourself on a realistic plan. Anybody that thinks that they can make a business successful in two years, like it used to be in the old days, in the 80s and 90s, it was like in two years, if you haven't made it, give up. No, it's five years. Give yourself five years. Two years, you ain't going to have anything. Right. By year three, you hope, you know, you're getting a tiny bit of revenue. Gaining some traction. Yes, you right. get some traction. By year four, you should be earning revenue. By year five, you should start to see profit in your business. And so be realistic about it. Don't let people tell you, oh, my God, get out. You aren't making any money. You, right. You know, it has to be something that you're passionate about and that you want to grind for. You know, you have to grind it. Absolutely. And so that's what I would tell someone um, that's young, you know, deciding if they want a career. Now, if you want a career and you want to work for somebody, you better be able to work with everybody. Right. You cannot say, oh, God, I can't stand her. And yeah, this and that. because you, know, you can't make, you don't make those decisions. You don't make those exactly. decisions. And what do you care if the person in the queue next to you, you don't, you can't stand? That's right. like white noise. I tell, you know, these young girls, I'm like, Cheryl, you tell me you don't like this one and this one hates you. That is white right. noise. What do you want yeah. to get out of this job? Absolutely. Do you want to stay here and continue to complain yeah. about the people that hate you and your boss hates you and this one hates you? I worked for a gentleman, I still know his name. His name was Robert Dink. He was a SOB. <laughs> he was a SOB. I mean, he was one of those... I think he had OCD or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But at the time, he was just, just mean-spirited. Right. And if I had a comma missing in a sentence and a 40-page pitch deck that we were presenting at 8 a.m., and I got it to him at midnight, he would say, do the whole thing over. And I don't want to read the same sentence twice. Wow. So it's 7 a.m. I'm hitting that thing like, oh, God. Yeah. I'm up all night. This was the worst person you could work for. Yeah. And I would go into the office, and he, he never had a kind word for me. And I did my job. I did my job to the best of my ability. I gave it everything I had. He was white noise to me. I want a promotion, and I want out of here. Yeah. Okay. And so, and he's nothing but an obstacle for me to get over, under, right. or around. And that's what I tell them. If you want a career, you have to be able to work with everybody. Right. I can sit down with Adolf Hitler and say, okay, Hitler. How are we going to make gonna it get, work? We're going to get this done, but I'm <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Right. I got an exit strategy for right. how we get out of here. But you have to be able to work with every type of individual and realize if you keep saying white noise, white noise, that's all it is to you, you know, um, and naysayers, move your career forward. And I, I did. I got an opportunity to get promoted. Um, he ended up leaving the company, and he says, I'd love for you to come work for me in my new company. I'd like to give you – Thank you. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. He's like, you're one of the best employees I ever yeah. had. Because yeah. I never complained about him. I never complained to him. Right. I did my job, and I figured I got to get out of here. I got to do this right so I can get out of here in a year or two. Right. You know, and so he offered me a fortune to come work for him. Wow. And I said, no amount of money right. in the world 
would right. let me sign up for another six months of this, much less, you know, right. another uh, two, three years. But that's what, the, he's my example to everybody. If you can work with someone that you literally, and I won't say I hate anybody because that's a that's a tough word. Yeah. You can despise. Um, yeah, you strongly dislike. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. Strongly dislike. Right. Um, do it, and that's that's my, my that's my advice to young women, young men. Right. You know. Right. Old and ones. and to you know not to not to make excuses mm-hmm. for them, but a lot of times you don't understand, or maybe you don't know because you've never been in you know the shoes of I guess being the guy you don't understand the pressures at which they're under so right. sometimes it makes them act uncharacteristically yeah. right. sometimes that may not even be their character but yeah. because of everything that's coming down on them you, make a good point. you know they they have to give you something but like i said it's not making an excuse because at the end of the day i always feel like you know you should you should be kind to to people you're working with right. you should find a way you know, to make everybody on your team feel accepted. That's why teams work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Work. Teamwork make the dream work. Yep. We can have arguments all day long, right. but when it's time to put the show on and it's time to get to work, we got to get it done. We got to get yes. it done. Absolutely. So. Did we just say that, Elton? Yeah. I was like, there's there's a lot of positive in working with your friends Absolutely. and your family. There's a lot of dissension, too. Of course. But at the core of it, mm-hmm. you understand each other and where you're, what you're moving towards. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's always been my rule of thumb. You know, you get knocked down, but you just got to dust off your knees and, and you know, yeah. elbows. And yeah, because sometimes sometimes people suck, you yeah. know. Sometimes, sometimes people do. Sometimes <laughs> people yeah. suck. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. Sometimes. Preach. Yeah, sometimes yeah. that's what it is. But yeah. at the end of the day, like you said, you know, if you have goals and aspirations, even being a part of the team, not being the head guy, but being an employee, yeah. if you have goals and aspirations, say, for your family or what have you, things that you want to see, and you know by being in this place you'll be able to achieve those things sometimes you gotta you know sometimes you gotta bite the bullet yeah. it sucks yeah. but sometimes you gotta sometimes bite the bullet you, do. you have yeah. to swallow a lot oh yeah to get to your end oh yeah game. absolutely but then you'll have situations like that where you know he he gets let go and then he's like you're the number one yeah, person, person he wants I to want, you know i want to have you but right. it's like all this time <laughs> You've been treating me like yeah. shit, <laughs> right. and, but now you 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 need me test. now. You I got right. you. It was a test. Right. You passed. It was a two oh, year test. <laughs> he knew he was gonna get fired, but he's like, if I if I drive her, you know what I mean? If I drive her, I I'm gonna see what can happen. That's, that's, you know, that's outrageous. Mark of a good leader. Yeah. I always said this when I actually started working for him. It, who knows? Maybe he's in Canada. He hears this. Uh, when I started working for him, it, it, it uh, one of the questions I had was, is where are the people that you bring with you as a leader? Every leader will bring. You know, somebody with them. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the mark of a good leader is who will follow you. And nobody wow. that he had worked with previously came to work for him. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I That's chose, amazing. I opted out. That, t- that tells a lot about the character of that right. person, too. Right. Who will go to battle with who you. Who will go to battle with yeah. you and walk through that fire with you. I agree. That is true. Wow. Great point. Great point. Yeah. Um. You know, and then you, you know, you also spoke about, you know, your daughter, I don't know how old, you know, she was yeah. at the time of the accident and when you guys went through everything, but did having her, you know, inspire you to get up and go and, you know, and, and really chase, you know, the passion that you found yeah, in the when, midst of yeah, all of those things? Yeah, she was things. in her 20s. So, okay. um, you know, um, when we did this, though, she had to make the decision on, you know, what she wanted to do for her career mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'm going to change my career path to help do this. Um, and she's been as passionate about the business as I have been. Right. And, um, we, you know, we fight. We fight mother-daughter. But, yeah, it uh, happens all the yeah, time. Yeah. You know I had to knock Brenda's ass between that washing <laughs> and dry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it happens. It, it happens, happens. You're right. You know. 
but she she has the passion and the drive for seeing where this could go as well and so um been an integral part of what we're doing she does our social media marketing and stuff like that awesome uh, but yeah she had to make it a, a life choice you know and at mm. the end of the day it's what we were just talking about you know what do you want your children to have and your grandchildren to have too and if if we're fortunate let me knock some wood um <laughs> we will be able to do that yes but you know, uh, there's nothing guaranteed, but we work like, you know, the Dickens, right. you know, to make sure that. Right. Is that work still relevant, Dickens? Work like the Dickens. I'm old. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is show my age. Yeah. Um, right. Does that, you know, did that experience increase your daughter's entrepreneurial spirit? Like maybe wanting to, you know, add something to Shoe Crazy or, you know. Yeah, she adds get into the, I'll call thing? it the flavor, you know, to it. You know, she adds the flavor to the brand. Um, she... She, she comes up with all the names of our products. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, That's so, the... you know, we're going to release a vodka um, and a bourbon. And so... Um, Let's go. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> bourbon, so, <laughs> yes, with the cigar. Yes, Absolutely. And, and the bourbon. And so she comes with the branding for the stuff. So that part of it, you know, um, she'll say, you know what? Oh, God. She goes, you know what? This, this broken heel thing is just crazy. I'm like, ooh. Broken heel vodka, shoe crazy broken heel vodka. We, you know, I went to my graphics guy and said, you know, break this heel, and take that wine glass and make it into a, you know, a martini glass, turned wow. upside down with the olive rolling out of it. And so that was the inspiration for our vodka that we're gonna release. That's hot. You know, and then dusty boots bourbon. You know, this is all the stuff that you know she comes up with. So that creative side yeah. has come out. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and all I say is, ooh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Let's do it. That is really really cool, yeah. Oh my gosh, dusty boots. Yeah, that's that's so, hot. right. <laughs> I like that. That's hot. So we've trademarked, you know, yeah. everything. And I tell entrepreneurs, Menage red wine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> you know they getting there after me. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. The broken hill. I like the broken yeah. hill a lot because you know back when you used to go to the club stuff like that. You you know you see a girl in there plaster. She walking out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? You'll snap a heel in a minute. <laughs> You know, <laughs> snap a heel in a minute. I myself have walked with a little newspaper on yeah. my feet at the end of the, <laughs> the, end of the evening. Uh, but, yes, you know, that part is the collaborative, you know, collaborative awesome. part. Yeah. Awesome. So, and I say this to other entrepreneurs, too, and you guys probably know this. Um, if you're serious about your business, um, trademark it. Trademark your logo. Copyright it first. That's only $35 to copyright it. And then depending on how you're trademarking it and where it you know, can be you know fifteen hundred to three or four thousand dollars, maybe five thousand dollars. But copywriting is thirty five dollars. Okay. And what copyright does is it says if I use you know, in the chat, what is it in the in the, in the chat, chat podcast? podcast mm-hmm. I, you can't do anything about it if it's copyright. What you can say is now you have to pay me a licensing fee for using it. So that at least protects you where you can you know another revenue source. You know, it's true. Um, trademarking allows you to say you can't use it. Mm. Um, so do that first and the one thing I did too with Shoe Crazy is I built my supply chain before I had a customer so if you're selling a product make sure you can get it manufactured and that you can get it into a customer's hands when you when you do get a customer Correct. so that's it and build your relationship with your suppliers so these are the little things that I learned along the way I've been yeah going through this for the last four years gems please pay attention to these gems (laughs) you need them all you know as you know we just started this journey Uh um about a year almost a year and a half ago um 
so you know it's 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 been a lot of work it's been a lot of progress um we have uh, a ways to go mm-hmm. definitely but um, sky's the limit though yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know we're, we're serious about this yeah. you know you know we we see the future we see sponsorships yeah. definitely we see, yeah you know you know multi-millionaire moguls yeah, yeah. you know definitely we, we i mean this, you, you know, know we've we've we always have conversations mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing that I love most about him is he's always had a business mind yeah. as to where, you know, I've always had the hustle, the hustle, but I probably never really had as much of the business mind, like knowing, you know, knowing the different avenues yeah. of that. So I How think, to navigate it. right. Yeah. So it, it helps, you know, the yin and yang helps because I'm, you know, we were talking a couple shows ago <laughs> about how, you know. I'm I'm the let's do it right now yeah. guy, you know. <laughs> I got a guess and I feel like they'll be great. Next thing I know, you know, I'm sending him questions and he's like, When are they coming on? I'm like, They coming on next week. Like it's happening now. And he's like, you know, let's, you know, let's strategize and right. you know, let's let's do this and you know, let's figure out a way to do that. But I th- it still works. Yeah. You know, it works. And yeah. and so, you know, and the thing that I love about both of us is that we listen to yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it, it definitely, you know, it definitely helps. Communicate, communicate and right. listen. Definitely helps. That's something I've always done too, and I say to people, I will. I may not necessarily take your advice, but right. I listen. Right. And when I hear good advice, I act on it. Right. And so um, the other thing is, I'm not very good with my financials. I'm, I just have never been one of those people. Um, I ran an organization, you know, where I had to manage a P and L, so I hired somebody that could do it. Right. I hired somebody that's smarter than you, in the areas where you're weak. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you have to know your business, though. Don't. Right. Not know your business. Right. That's when you get those. He ran off with all my money and yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, know your business and, you know, who you're getting paid from. And right. Something like that. It happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, you see where, you know, somebody can build a, you know, a multimillion dollar business. And if you don't know the business, if somebody's skimming off the top, you know, a little bit each year. Mm-hmm. You know, and then five years down the road, you ain't got nothing, and you, you wonder what happened. Yeah. You didn't, you couldn't, you couldn't see it. Yes, and you owe the tax man. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, the IRS is the most, I call generic. I <laughs> ever. They don't care who you are. Yeah, what they do you not are, play. No, they do not. Give what? us our money. That's it. <laughs> the tax man. The coming. tax man coming. <laughs> you hear me? He coming. That's for sure. I'm knocking that is, at the door. That <laughs> is for sure. He coming. And ain't nothing you can't hide. You can't hide. Yep. You can't hide because somebody gonna tell on you. They don't like them three letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll, deal with, they'll deal with any other three letters, but that IRS they is not playing. No, they don't. They are not playing. So always protect your, you know, try to protect your your finances. Um, right. And protect your FICO score. Can I say that? Mm. I mean, okay, damn. okay, get into that. I, you know, I started this business. I came back to the U.S. with an 800 score. Mm. Mm. And when I was done, three years into this business, 428, I couldn't buy a postage stamp on credit. Wow. Because you don't pay your bills. You max out your credit card. You're trying to survive. Right. You go into survival mode. Right. And going into survival mode, your FICO score is going down. And then when you need to, when you st- your business starts to take that upward tra- trajectory, you can't get a bank loan. You can't get a line of credit. And you realize just how important your FICO score is. And I tell people, learn from my mistakes. Protect it like it's your child. Protect it like it's your child. And when you have the money, borrow against the money. Use it as your collateral. Don't use your own money. And I was coming from a place of, you know, I got to get out of this house. I've got to do something. You know, I can't stay here. So I came from an emotional um, decision, you know, as to how I started this business. And I tell people, if you're not in that state, do your homework. 
Right. And then take your money and use it as collateral and use somebody else's money. Use the bank's money, you know, to move your business forward. If you if you can do that. You know, and if you have done what I've done, go about rebuilding it. Right. You know, slowly it takes us like, you know, it, it goes like this, like, you know, Fast. five seconds is down. Yeah. You know, it'll take you, you know, two, three years to build it back up. Yeah. But go about doing that. Right. So that was a that was a hard lesson. A yeah. hard lesson. And my grandmother says the best lesson you'll learn is a hard one. Mm-hmm. You'll never repeat it. Indeed. Absolutely. You know, and that's why I try to tell anybody that I talk to, protect your FICO score. Absolutely. The grind is inevitable, yep. man. The grind is it inevitable. Is. Um well, you know, you always talk you know, we're talking about the business and whatnot. What mm-hmm. other ways do you see, you know, of course you got the you know, you got the vodka coming mm-hmm. out, you got the you got the bourbon coming. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other things you're looking at in terms of, you know, expanding the business even more? Yeah, actually, um, you know, we're um, spinning off our private label business. So the Sweet. Cork Hotel is a customer. You know, we have a couple of boutique hotels uh, in Maryland. We're working with uh, a couple of companies out in Louisiana and Georgia. Awesome. Um, So that looks like it's going to be a viable piece of business. So from a business company perspective, we're going to roll that off into a subsidiary, a wholly owned subsidiary of Shoe Crazy. And that'll have uh, my son actually will be running that part of the business and growing that private label for, you know, the athletes and whoever wants to get their private label in. And where we are different, and this is why I said one of the other things, if you take away nothing, if you are selling a product, is build your relationship with your supplier. So as a small company, we can offer um, a minimum amount of wine. So let's say you decided you wanted to have your wine. You had to have a liquor license in Virginia, so let's just make that. Mm-hmm. I can't just sell it to you. But let's say you had your liquor license. You wanted to have your own label, you know, for your events and stuff, fundraising. I could offer you 14 cases of varietal. As a small company, it's almost unheard of. And most of the hotels go, wait a minute, how can you do that? Mm-hmm. Because I built the relationship with the vineyards. Right. So they know that I'm going to pay them, and there's an opportunity for growth. Because they've seen us grow from one pallet to, you know, um, when we're done with this Walmart deal, we'll probably be shipping out, you know, two, three hundred pallets. Amazing. Um, blessings. So, blessings, right? Yeah. Amazing. And so, build your relationships with your suppliers, the people that you get your product from. Um, wow. And so, in doing so, we now have another line of business that right. we're going we're right. to start to really, you know, hit it in Ramp 2019 it with this. So, that's one thing we're growing in. The other is, is we're going to add more um, varietals to our wine. So, it took us about seven or eight months to create a sweet red wine because everywhere we go they say yeah. you have a sweet red so sweet bella is coming okay so we're going to continue to adjust our you know product lineup to what our customers are, are asking for okay so we'll have that and then our sangria that have caused riots i am not kidding <laughs> riots. <laughs> i was like people were fighting for the last bottle really yeah so we're looking to get that canned so okay. the future of wine, you know, for you young oh, folks, definitely. are cans. Definitely. And so we're looking to can our sangria and get that into the market. So we've got a lot of things that, you know, we're working on right yeah. now. In yeah. addition to, you know, moving our products uh, from, you know, uh, regional. So right now we're Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, um, Virginia, Maryland. Okay. And we're going to enter into D.C. full time and we're going to hit Florida a little harder than we have. Nice. Um, but we'd like to be national. So right. we'd like to grow this into a national brand right. and then international. Okay. So if you know anything about Shoe Crazy, 
I don't know. I started in Singapore and the U.S. at the same time. Oh, wow. And the reason wow. I did that, one, I lived in Asia, so I okay. knew the Asian market. And I said, whichever one starts to survive is the one we'll focus on, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And so the U.S. branded. And that was because we switched to sweeter wines okay. and softer wines. Okay. You know? Well, I mean, you know, with that also, you know, it's, it's still – you know, because like you said, because you know the market, it's still no reason not to think you can't go back still. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know. We're going international. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, I never shut the company down there. Okay. It's just on paper. It's still there for when we're ready to reactivate it. We've been um, solicited by, you know, a Mexican distributor to bring Sweet. it into Mexico. Um, so, yeah, we'll eventually take it international. Um, but right now we want to make it a national brand. And I, uh, you notice I keep saying brand. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm not saying wine. No, no, no. Like, you got to build your brand. Right. Definitely so got to build your brand. Building the brand. And that brand could be anything. And my, right. my actual, um, I'll say, my mentor that doesn't know she's my mentor is Bethany Frankel that did Skinny Girl. And Skinny oh, Girl. Wow, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skinny Girl. Now, here's why it was so successful. <laughs> you know, everybody says because she was on TV. No. It's because she tied into a psyche of shoppers, people that want to diet. You know, the diet ah. industry is a $60 billion industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Shoe Crazy is, you know, based around shoes, right? Right, And so it never dawned on me until I started to, you know, put together my pitch for my capital raise that the shoe industry is a $58 billion industry. Wow. And men buy $27 billion worth of those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds, about, Sounds about right. Yeah, right? Most people don't know that, though. They think it's women. Yeah. Um, so well, we're buying them for the women. Yeah, you know, come on now. It's, it's, yes. Listen, all right. Absolutely. It's, it's some of them. Listen. Men buy my wine, and then they come back and buy it for themselves too. Yeah. They initially buy it for their wives, their mothers. You know. Me, myself, and I. <laughs> yes. You know, because we bought. I'm not we afraid bought, to admit. Not afraid I to buy admit. wine. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. There you yeah. go. I, I, when my wife was out of town, <laughs> I'm kicking it at the house by myself. <laughs> I didn't want no liquor, so I was like, "Look, let me hit the store. Let me get me some wine." Why? Look, so, when, when this potential hurricane was supposed uh, to come, come to on. Virginia, <laughs> wife and I said, "Okay, we're gonna need some bread, maybe some uh, some non-perishable items, right? Some and water wine. and wine." And, wine. Yeah. and let me tell you, I always say it's the food of the gods: bread, cheese, and wine. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> That's all you need—a little water to chase it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, um, absolutely. So we're a brand, you know, um, and we're gonna build it out. Right. And to you know, basically, I don't want to duplicate what she did, but she did some things that were smart. So she sold Skinny Girl, right. trademark, but she didn't sell the licensing rights. And a lot of people, I guess, don't know that you can sell your trademark <coughs> in an acquisition, but you don't have to sell your licensing rights. So she could never do like a margarita, <coughs> all of those products that was selling under that uh, trademark. But she just released Skinny Girl jeans, you know, and Lord knows she'll put her, you know, her licensing on popcorn. You know, all of these things. Wow. Um, and so for me, even though she doesn't know me and I don't know her, I've followed what she's done. Definitely. And that's another key element to when you're building a business. See what other people – don't reinvent the wheel. Be a student of the game. Exactly. Stu I like that. Be, Be a, a student, student of, of the, the game. game. Y'all going to have me talking to young people. <laughs> What's broke, don't – if yeah. it ain't broke, so don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Be right. a student of the game. You mm -hmm. don't never hop into something not knowing, you know, yeah. what's, go what's right. going on in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, this this podcast thing wasn't just like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Sure. You know, we we listened to a variety of podcasts oh, before. Absolutely. We, we studied yeah. podcasts, yeah. you know. 
you know, we knew what platforms and, right. you know, the yes. structure on right. how to Im- implement interviews. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, this this wasn't an overnight, yeah. you know, success. You know, it, yeah. it, it took some time. It took, took some, some research. Do definitely. You, do you, do you and I have a, you know, I definitely have a great advisor. My wife listens to podcasts all, all the time. The time. And so she'll listen to them and she'll, she'll find like little nuances, mm-hmm. little ideas that they use. And, you know, and like you said, and I do that a lot, is when people give me advice, I'm always listening. Sometimes I won't use it right away because I feel like maybe it's not time. We're not there yet. But I always I got I got a bank and I store all those things in the bank. You know, and, you know, when it's ready, pull it right out and let's go. You know, so it works. So you were talking about the selection of wines you have Mm -hmm. and those in the future that might be coming Mm -hmm. soon. What is your favorite wine that you have? Um, shoe crazy wine and why is it your favorite okay so my favorite shoe crazy is my red blend okay because it's so smooth you know I have always loved smooth wines um, there's a there's a story when I was in Hong Kong and a gentleman trying to impress me <laughs> bought me this expensive wine you know and um, you know, you're in a situation where you can't really do the ugly face. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is very interesting, you know. And so he says, what does that mean? I said, it's just very interesting wine, you know. And so as we got to know each other better, I said to him, I like a wine that is smooth when it hits the back of your throat, you know. So, um, you know, so my red blend is all of those things. You taste the fruit on it. You taste the smoothness of it. And so that's actually my favorite. When I started Shoe Crazy, my red blend, I was my best customer. I was like, I owe my company more than I can make <laughs> right now because I'm drinking all the red blend. So the red blend is my favorite. Yeah, red is my favorite. Red is your favorite too, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. It definitely is, man. I love, you know, I love blends. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, we were talking before, uh, Malbecs, yeah. um, you know, Everything, anything red, I'm with it. Yeah. You know, I really don't like sweet reds. I like mm-hmm. them. I like them drier. So I really was into, um, you know, into your red blend mm-hmm. when I tasted it because the 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 way I actually got introduced um, to you was through a coworker at my part time job. So she said she was at Kroger one day and she said this lady came in, and I was like, okay. And she was like, I guess you were there yeah. like checking out the wines, and you know, she had mentioned something and. She was like, oh, she was there just checking to see, you know, how many bottles they had left or what was left in the stock. And she was, you know, she was just so amazed. And, you know, I told her I reached out and I was like, you know, we're, um, you know, I'm definitely got to have her on the show. Because I was like, and I, because, I, you know, I was like, is she, was she white? You know, just, just you know, normal yeah. question. Was she white? She was like, no, she was black. I said, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely got to find yeah. her. Got to hit her up. Got to figure well, this out. Her, I said, thank you so much. Absolutely. Right? I'm upset with you. Great though. Guy. Why? Because you had the menage red wine and you didn't let me get in. <laughs> Look, and you you didn't it, even let me know you had it. Down My so bad. Easily. My bad. Yo, listen to me. And then, when I tell and, then you. and then I was like, so where you get it? He's like, I got it. I got it from Kroger on Broad Street. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm in here. I don't looked at every damn wine in the store. I can't find it. I was like, I'm getting mad. It's sold out. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. I was yeah. upset. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. we we appreciate selling out. Oh man. Yeah. That's, I, that's I'm a good sure. Problem have. I'm sure. You know. Um. You talk about, you know, guys trying to impress mm-hmm. you, things of that nature with wine and yeah. and everything like that. I don't see anything on the lockdown on the lockdown finger. 
you know? So I just want to know as an entrepreneur, being a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, being so immersed in your company, Mm -hmm. does it put a damper on the, you know, on the love life? No, actually it doesn't. You have to just have someone that's like, I I constantly hear you two talk about your wives. Right. You have to have that partnership. Absolutely. Someone that understands where you're going and what you're trying to achieve. And um, being able to stand by you when you're not standing by them because you're so focused on where you're going. Correct. So it doesn't, it um, it takes a little of the romance out because you don't have time for it. I don't have time to sit over at dinner, you know, and have a, you know, two-hour chit-chat. Right. You know, I need to be, you know, making that two hours useful in terms of growing the business and, and moving it forward. Uh-huh. Um, so it does put a damper on the romance part. So you have to have somebody that understands, you know, what you're doing. So okay. Now, you got to find a balance that's what i always feel like you know when i see um you know because i watch people who you know who are couples and they do business i don't care what type of business it is and you know i like to see their interaction when they're together you know how they speak about each other when they're apart and a lot of it what you hear is you know like Will and Jada, that type of thing, yeah. you know, where they both have their own entities, they do their own thing. They always talk about, you know, just finding time to be with one another. It's hard. It's, it's hard. difficult. You know what I'm saying? Or Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. They both yeah. definitely have their both separate entities, business people, that type of thing. Schedules crazy. They always say, you know, sometimes I got to fly out there. Sometimes you right. got to fly to me. Exactly. You know, it's just figuring it out you because if you want it to work, you'll, you, you know, you'll, 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 you'll find, you'll find a way. You so. also have to be realistic in, you right. know, if, if you said to your wife, look, I'm probably going to talk to you for three hours this month. True. This is what I need to do. And and it, for her to be able to say, that's fine. Right. You know, and if you have kids, it's even worse because then somebody's going to have to take full responsibility Absolutely. for those children as you're building it. So communicate, 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 you know, and let that person know it's not you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about where we want Absolutely. to be. It's all about communication. It My is. wife knows every Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. We're, I'm going to do, do the podcast. Yep, yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah. it's just something that's yeah. in routine. Something, yeah. you yeah. know, she and comes they, home and she's she's not wondering where I am. Yeah. She, knows. she knows. And, where and you they are. Yeah. they ask about it too. Yeah, you know what I mean. How like, was how was the show? Today? Yeah, how was the show? Are y'all doing the it show? Makes well, a you know, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's um, it's it's a very special thing to have somebody who you know that believes in yeah. what you're doing. You know, we always talk about that. Just having belief in someone, it you know. You like I said in a couple shows back, you feel like you know you could take on the world. Yeah, you know, so yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. And the, you'll find that your your partner is the one when they stop believing, and you still do. Right. That they allow you to do that. Right. You know, they may be saying, "Oh my God, we're not, <laughs> we can't pay the bills, and we can't buy groceries. What are you doing?" Right. Um. So at some point, they may say, "You know, I don't believe in what you're doing anymore." Right. But they still, you know, are okay with you pushing it forward right you know so you have to you know look at the both the negative and the positives of what it'll do to your relationship and do you come out on the other end for it now i've been divorced so you know uh, um you know as so many have um and it can be a good thing or a bad thing i married you know um more when i was 17 years old i was a young wow man, and we were married 26 years wow and at some point you either grow continue to grow together or you can grow apart and now he and i are still friends Right. Because, you know, um, to me, I don't I don't want to be enemies with anybody, especially someone that, I, you know, father of my children. Absolutely. It just doesn't make sense. And people that do that, I always question your sanity. You know, why would you do that to your kid? Right. Um, so at the end of the day, we grew apart, you know, and you can have a healthy divorce 
sure. You can have a healthy divorce. In the beginning, it's not. I mean, let's, you know, it's like, eh. but you can make that into a healthy divorce. You can choose to make it so, or you can choose to, to make it resentful, you know, and angry and bitter and, you know, and hurt your children because that's all you're doing. You're hurting your kids. You're not hurting anybody else, your spouse. So, you know, um, I've been through both and, and I've, um, you know, been through a situation where I have someone now that, you know, Sometimes he's like, are you still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still I am. doing it. Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm still doing it. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I think it can work. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So you've traveled the world, mm-hmm. been to a lot of amazing places. Yes. You probably ate at a lot of amazing places. Uh, some not so amazing. Yes, <laughs> what That's place, what restaurant, which type of cuisine would you like your wine to be on their selection. Oh boy! Oh man! Okay, let me tell you what my favorite wine in the world is. Okay. okay. So let me start there. So my favorite wine is a Chateau Marco. All right. Now, interestingly enough, um, we were in Wine Enthusiast magazine with Chateau Marco. Yeah. And I was so excited to see that Shugrave was in the same article. Right. I couldn't even read what they were reading. You know what they had written about me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I, you know, I'm in this this uh, magazine with Chateau Marco. So that's my wine if I were, you know, leaving this earth tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have a glass of that. <laughs> right, we'll that now, for you crazy, um, I lived in India for about 18 months. And it's a country that um, is shocking to the senses when you first get there as an American. Mm-hmm. And this, when I was there in um, 2008-9, and Bangladesh, uh, um, uh, Bangalore, was just starting to become the Silicon Valley of India. And so it was still in that transitional space where there's cows still walking down the street, you know, children are barefoot. um, And then you see these big tech buildings coming up. And so I um, went to a restaurant there called the Jalisa. And I fell in love with this food. I like spicy food. Yes. And so if I could pair one of my wines with that fish that I had at this restaurant, Dear God, I mean, I would probably be, they'd probably have to drag me out with my, by my feet. Um, I would pair, literally at this point, I would pair my Sweet Harmony, which is uh, my sweet white wine, with it. Because you need something that's going to be a little sweeter and softer to tamp down that heat. And they didn't have that. And so the, the spiciness of it could be like just brutal right. on your mouth. But if you had a nice, softer, sweeter wine to tamp that down, it would have been beautiful. So that's interesting you asked that question because... One of my favorite restaurants, they play these old black and white Indian movies <laughs> in the background, and this food was phenomenal, just phenomenal. And I, I came to love that country. Mm, that's that interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting that you mentioned uh, Indian cuisine mm-hmm. because I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, Indian culture. Mm-hmm. And I've started to make or, you know, try my best mm-hmm. to make um, Indian food, food at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, buying the basmati rice yes. and making, you know, chicken tikka masala, yeah. things of that nature with the naan bread and the yeah. whole nine. So, mm. yeah. There's nothing like yeah. butter naan bread. Yeah. Oh, my God. Again, no invite. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I'm trying to perfect it, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to perfect it. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, I'm going to make it happen. With your cilantros and all that and your, you know, your turmeric. Oh, yeah, turmeric is definitely huge. Yeah, 
Like, yes, 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 it definitely is. Healthy. Yeah, definitely memories, is. You know, but I, I got you, bro. Don't worry, I got but you. I will say this: if you're gonna eat the spicy food, yeah, try the Shoe Gravy Sweet Harmony. Will do. It will balance out. It's beautifully balances out in your mouth. I we I made a um, spicy beef shortbread, and normally you'd have a red, right? Yeah. Something a little heavier with right. it. And I have it with um, either the peach mango, the sparkling peach mango, or the sweet harmony because it balances out that heat. Okay. That'd be good for your sweet red when it comes. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah, be definitely every, good for sweet red. I've got pre-orders for sweet Bella. Yes. I've got pre-orders for sweet yes. Bella. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Well, we um, you know, we uh, I was sitting at home and mm-hmm. you know, definitely coming up with the material, and I was like, it'd be dope to have a game. So I got a little game, oh and I got no. some, so I got some play games. So I got some, I got some, I got some, I got some questions, and what it is is it's called which wine. Uh huh. Okay. So I'm gonna start it off in which wine. So if it was an anniversary. Uh huh. Which wine? I would go with the sparkling peach mango, only because bubbles are always so nice for an anniversary. Yes. Okay. And Sparkling strawberry passion too, and if it's you know somebody you're still passionate about, I go with the sparkling strawberry passion. <laughs> so, how about a breakup? A breakup, oh man! Which one? Which one? I would go with that fruity chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I would go with the chardonnay. I would go with the chardonnay on a breakup. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, you're having a few friends over. Um, it's a dinner party. You know, you want to entertain. Got a dinner party going on. So then I would say I would have one of each. Okay. Because you're going to have some dry wine drinkers. You're going to have some sweet wine drinkers. And you can always do the bubbly. And one of the things that I think everybody should know when they're entertaining is you can take your wine and make it into a cocktail. So our Sweet Harmony, we put white rum and a little lemonade in. Mm. We call it a Sweet Harmatini. So you can really play Mm. with wine. You can play with, you know, Mm. cocktails. Our red blend, if you put in um, a little um, Coca-Cola, and um, grenadine tastes like a cherry coke huh. in a glass. So it's those types of things. Wow. For a party. So I'd get fun, you know. You can make sangria. And some sangria. Oh, Ooh. man. Now, um, unless you want to start a fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> so how about ladies' night? Ladies' night. It is ladies' night. And the feeling's right. Oh, yes, it's ladies' night. Oh, what a, oh, what a night. That's <laughs> <laughs> I hope, you know, you're going to have to dub and edit that. Yeah. Um, yeah I would put, say two-fisted with the sparkling peach mango. Okay. I would two-fisted with the sparkling peach Sheesh. mango. Sheesh. Two-fisted. Two. There we go. Edward Scissor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, fellas night. Fellas night. That I would go with, you know, what kind of fellas night we talking? We're talking you boys are acting up or you want a cigar and, and sit down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yes, yeah. We, yes, we, 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 gro- we yeah. grown men out here, so <laughs> we're going we to yeah, cigar it. Yeah, yeah, we grown. We cigar. grown. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so I would actually say for the cigars, and I have a um, cigar club up in um, Rochester that buys our sangria and mm-hmm. our peach mango. Because the peach and the mango and the fruit and the sangria balances out that the cigar. Tits. Mm. I, I, I'll smoke a cigar on occasion. Nice. I got a promotion once because I was the only woman that went out to the cigar bar. Huh. And had a scotch. Sometimes you got to. The next thing I gotta, know is like, yeah, we're going to give you <laughs> Sometimes you got to take that chance, yeah. you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah but the cigars, um, if it's a good cigar. Right. You know, a good cigar will balance with that sangria. We have a, um, we call it blue jazz sangria. Mm. It's beautiful with those cigars. So that's what I would say. And, you know, most men are going to be like, oh, you know, sangria. You yeah. Know, but yeah. you'd be surprised. Got me off guard a little bit, but, yeah. Yeah. you know. And the peach mango. There's a group out, um, what's, I can't remember the guy's name, Alvin something. 
And he says, you want me to serve this? <laughs> My guys with the cigars. I said, uh, they'll buy it again and again, and they buy by the case. Wow. Yeah, this one, the peach mango, the sparkle peach. Beautiful. And the last one, mm -hmm. which wine for a gift? Which wine for a gift? It could be a birthday. See, I would say for a gift, I would go with the red blend. Okay. Because it is so mild. People that like sweeter wines will drink it because of that Zinfandel that's in it. It gives it that little jammy finish and that mildness so that they're not feeling that bitter, you know, big, bold alcohol flavor. So right. for a gift, I would go with the red blend. Awesome. And it doesn't even have to be mine. I mean, most red blends are going to be, right. you know, in that same um, genre mm -hmm. of softness. But shoe craze is, is the best. Talk it <laughs> up. I ain't, hey. Yeah. That's hey. just my opinion. Hey. <laughs> As well it should be. Right. <laughs> you know, as well it should be. You know, that's, that's, gotta, gotta have it. Gotta have it. Yeah, so the breakup Chardonnay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna. Sitting at home watching yeah. Casablanca. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, man, with listen your, to this. You, you guys your, are like my, you're like my soul brothers. Yeah, with, um, your, with your cookies and cream, ice cream, hogging dolls, you know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to do a film noir night. Mm-hmm. You know, where there's, you know, wine and hors d'oeuvres or maybe, you know, some food, I don't know. But in the background, there's playing all these, you know, old black and white movies, mm -hmm. Stormy Weather. Okay. You know, some of the classics, Casablanca. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hell oh, yeah. Lord. What I was the old movie a, I watched a while back? It was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, to I kill believe. A mockingbird. Oh, wow. Yeah. You took it yeah. way back. Yeah. You took it way back. Some of these old ones, you know, yeah. you don't even have to have the dialogue playing just the movie yeah the just the imagery is, is <laughs> the enough imagery is good, yeah. absolutely yeah i love the film noirs absolutely one of my uh all-time favorites is uh whatever happened to baby jane <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen that yeah. you gotta see it i gotta add that to you the gotta list. add that to yeah. the list because this chick was crazy really yeah <laughs> was it was it thin line between love and hate crazy oh yeah it was like that <laughs> <laughs> now she was lynn whitfield i gotta give her credit she, she played she played that role yeah, i'm not did. even gonna lie you know she's in this show on um i think it's on the own network yeah uh, green leaf mm -hmm. oh man Mm -hmm. It's the cheesiest thing I love. <laughs> I mean, it's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it. Yeah. Man, it's, you know, it's definitely been a pleasure to have oh, you here I've today. Been, I've yes, had a good definitely, time definitely. here. And um, just hearing how you guys are doing your thing and, you know, moving it forward. Thank you. You know, it doesn't mama proud. Thank I mean, you. you know, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate you taking the time out to, you know, speak with us. Um for the listeners, can you let them know where they can find your products, you know, when they can expect some uh, some new wine and, you know, any website, social media okay. you want to give out? I can do that. Uh, right now, uh, Total Wine and More in all of Virginia um, and Maryland, and we're looking to expand out into North Carolina with that. Um, we're at Kroger's, some of the Kroger's here regionally um, in the Tidewater area um, in Charlottesville. And then we're at Walmart in 2019. Um, we don't know what the timeline is for that, but by March or April, uh, we'll be rolling out into uh, a couple of locations for Walmart. Awesome. Which be nice. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, we're, you know, looking to expand and, you know, can our sangria, like I said, and get that into the marketplace. Our Sweet Bella is coming. Um, we want to get that in b before the holiday for the holidays so we got a lot of stuff on our plate you know and again just uh building that you know private label part right. of our business awesome so if you don't see our wine i tell people ask for it you know we've gotten into a lot of places in florida because people went in and demanded it 
you know, because these distributors will say, oh, no, we don't know what it is, you know. And if you continue to ask your retailer, they'll bring it in. Right. And that's why I tell people, call, you know, call these, you know, supermarkets and say, you know, I want this wine too. Because that's what they, you know, do for others. They bring it in and give them an opportunity. Right. You know, when it's, you know, a small business or a mm -hmm. woman-owned business, it's like you've got to jump through hoops and hurdles. Awesome. Awesome. What's the website? www.shoecrazywine.com. Awesome. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And I don't give out business cards because I'm one of those save-a-tree people. Gotcha. So I tell people, go to Instagram or Facebook. We respond back within 30 minutes. Awesome. When someone reaches out to us there. So that's the best way to contact us. Awesome. This has been very, very fun. Yes. Very amazing. And I hope some people learn some things. Yes. Yes. A lot of gems in here. You know, from what we all said about, you know. I wish my wife was there so she could taste this. <laughs> yeah. She would love that. She's She loves sweet. Yeah. You know, I'm more on the dry side. side. But, but you know, I, I love that. It tastes very good. Yeah. Um, Got to get Patrice in here so she can, Definitely. She can taste some of that. <laughs> yes, I. And if yes, you're I. ever looking for any taste testers <laughs> in the future, uh, um, hey, just hey, hey, yeah. free of charge. Yes, we yes, we ain't got to worry about you. nothing. Just show me what, hey. Yeah, we will, we will be there. Where I got to be. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely when we start getting these bourbons and vodkas, yes. we got to go through the ABC first yes. in Virginia. You know, mm -hmm. Yes. Go through them, obviously, with spirits. But once we've gotten that solidified with them, we will be doing some uh, All right. you know, tasting. All Probably right. at an ABC location, though. All right. Dusty yeah. Boots and Broken Hill coming to you. <laughs> coming to you. Coming to you. That's I hear that. Right. That's All right. right. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank Jersey you. Nugs. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I'm Ron May Roberts, a.k.a. Jers. James Woodard, a.k.a. Nug. In the chat. In the chat. Guess who started a podcast? Riddle me that. Nugging his boy Jersey and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect. Hey yo, we, we in the, the track. track.